Jesus said to the woman at the well, he says, God's looking for people to worship him. All day yesterday, God says, I'm looking for people to worship me. I'm not looking for religion. I'm not looking for anything else. I'm looking for people who will worship me, and I don't care about their denomination. It means nothing to me. I don't care about your religion. I don't care about Buddha. I don't care about Muslims. I don't care about anything. I care about people that will worship me in truth. And he told that woman, says, you worship, but you don't worship me in truth because you're polytheistic. You have, God was just a many of the pantheon. And he's saying, I want somebody to just worship me. Come ahead and play that. And when we do, let's stand and worship the almighty God and see what he'll do. He will move for you and he'll do something special if we will worship him. Just come on. The God that created you and just everything else out of the way and just reach out and touch him and see what happens. See what happens. Lost or saved, find their way at the sound of your grace. His name. All condemned, feel no shame at the sound. Here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. Spirit's gonna fall. Every drink him in, drink him in. At the sound of his name.
give God a praise. You may be seated. And I believe in a great worship. When you worship God, God begins to move in your life and he'll touch you. He'll do things for you. In studying, you know, about the woman at the well, she was a Samaritan, and I don't know if you know how the Samaritan issue came about. It was during the time of the captivity. And uh, what happened was that was the northern part of, uh, of Israel, and so was the Assyrians took those particular Israels and they moved them, you know, to the, uh, to the kingdom, and then they colonized that area with their people, their gods and their religion. And then when uh, Ezra and Nehemiah were sent back to develop the walls and to clean up the city and get the, the temple ready again for worship, uh, they, he found out, Nehemiah found out that, he said, wow. He said, the children here of the priests and others, they, they're speaking a different language. What, what is the problem? Then he found out they had disobeyed the law of Moses and they had married into the Moabites. They had married into the Amorites. They had married into the Arabian situation. And God had demanded that this not be. There must be a separation. Mike? Mike? Hello? Oh, is it sending back? All right. I guess stay up here. And uh, there you go. Where was I? Okay. <clears throat> the situation arose where the law of Moses was being defied. And what uh, the whole thing was, even though we're no longer under the law, the thing about having uh, Jerusalem and Israel a very separate people with their own language, with their own culture, with their own God, which no other nation had. No other nation had an Abraham or a, or a Joseph or a Jacob or a Elijah or a Elisha or a David or a Jesus. Only Israel had that. And he says, I am using you as a separate entity to show the world that there's going to be a Christ, there's going to be a Savior, and this is how I want you to act as a people. You are to be separate from the world. So when Nehemiah came back, he found the walls down. He found them disintegrated. Ezra found the, the church, if you please, the synagogues and everything, just in ruins. People were, they had polytheistic gods. They had other gods and they had Jesus, or well, they had Jehovah there as part of their pantheon. He was just part of all the other gods. And he said, this isn't good. Let's clean up. And he says, the first thing I want you to do after you get to the temple all fixed up, I want you to build a wall to make Israel great again. Doesn't sound familiar. God has a way and he desires that his people be separate from the world. Too much in the, after living in this country, I've seen too much of, of the walls coming down and the gates are open. There were 12 gates in Israel, 
or in the Jerusalem, and each gate had a significance. One was a dung gate. Anybody have an idea why that dung gate was there? It was to go to the dung hill. Okay. Anybody ever been in England and they have this men's cologne called Dunhill? I went, I don't want that one. Okay. <laughs> but the gates were torn down, the bars were down, only the wood is <clears throat> were rotten away, and all the other characters of the world could just come in as they pleased. And what was really interesting. The world could care less about Jerusalem as long as you're on your knees. They could care less about the church as long as you're broken down and you're just surviving type people. But the moment that Nehemiah came, they begin to say, what are you doing? You're building walls. Oh, no, 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 no. The church is not to be strong again. The church is to be weak, barren, you know, where you have other gods, we want other gods, other religions can come in because we want to be fair. And I want to tell you something, God is not fair. He's not a balanced God. There's no way he's balanced. <clears throat> we like to teach today faith. Now, you know, you've got to have a little faith here. You've got to have a little normality here. You can see, faith has to be balanced. No, it doesn't. You can't have a little unbelief and a little faith here and and be a fine Christian. God says your faith must be here. There should be nothing to come in through the gates that are not authorized. I have not authorized sodomy. I have not authorized adultery. I have not authorized theft. I have not authorized mean spirit. I have not authorized uncleanness. And yet we've brought it into the church to be part. So we just love one another. Did it all? No, there's a reason why God had the walls. There's a reason why he had the gates. And those gates were there to protect the soul of the people. And if you don't put those gates back up, and you don't put those walls up, because Nehemiah, he says, while they're building the wall, he says, you'll have a sword in one hand, and you have a shovel in the other. And what was really interesting that the enemy was wanting to come in, but they said, we can't come in because they're vigilant. Not because they were strong, it was because they were vigilant. And there's something about the enemy. The enemy never likes to take on anybody stronger than they. They prefer the weak. They're like, anybody be walking, watching Short Week? They like the wounded. And the enemy, the devil's like a shark. He's, he's, he's waiting for your, your nets to go down. He's waiting for your cages to go down. He wants to get in. He, he wants to devour you. And that word devour in the Greek means I want to consume you. I want to uh, purposely devour you in the sense of I, I want to process you through my system. And then when you get to the other end, you're worthless and useless. God told Nehemiah, says, go build those walls. Put those gates back up. Because my church is going to be a great church. The church is going to be great again. But it can't be great again until you put up walls. God loves walls. He wants to keep out evil out of your, your heart and out of the, the children's heart. 
raise your children up to respect God because he is the ultimate. There is no greater than Jehovah. He is the creator of your soul. You think about it. He has no beginning. He has no end. We cannot comprehend something like that because we've always been around things that begin. We know about children, how they are conceived and they have a beginning and then they grow older and they die and then the process starts over again, another generation. So we, are, uh, uh, we know that when you buy a car in a few years, it's going to end. But it had a beginning, now it has an end. Everything, a tree has a beginning and it has an end. The universe has a beginning, it has an end. God does not have a beginning nor does he have an end. He is fantabulous. And why would we not want to worship him? Paul said, I think in Corinthians, basically I'll, I'll, I can't quote it right now, but uh, I'll paraphrase it. He says, to the lost, the cross seems foolish. To the cross, the process of the cross, to those that are lost, it's foolish. So don't get upset when the world looks at you and thinks that you're crazy that this Jesus thing, let me tell you something. There come a day when every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, not because they'll be forced to, it's because they'll see the reality of it, but it'll be too late. I thank God that I, why did you choose me? <laughs> and you can't come to him unless he draws you so he knows the human heart. He knows when you're ready to be drawn and, and when that drawing is there, you better come. You may not have a second chance at it. You can't just say, well, I'll just, you know, no, 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 no. No, you, you don't do it to, to miss uh, hell and everything. You do it because you're a sinner and you want to live a sinless life. You want to be righteous again before Almighty God. You want to leave that world. You want to join the world of God. Let me tell you, and he told that woman, he says, God is looking for people that just want to worship him in truth and in spirit. You can't do it just in your mind. It has to be the spirit of God in you worshiping. I spent all day yesterday with the Lord. Every once in a while I'd jump out and I'd I'd go somewhere like to one of my son-in-law's places and I'd sit by the pool with my wife and everything. And I'd be there about 20 minutes. Well, I gotta go back. Gotta get in the Word. It's me and Jesus, me and the Holy Spirit. Talk to me, Holy Spirit. What is it that you want? And he says, I want people to worship me. Tell them, I'm looking for people that will worship me in spirit and in truth. Let me tell you, when you do that, the whole kingdom of God is open to you. I cannot express what feelings it is to have imano imano relationship with the Holy Spirit. He is your guide. And I was thinking yesterday, you know, how that God made Adam and then he put him to sleep. We were talking about it this morning with someone. He put him to sleep, took, took the, you know, the rib out and made woman. We, we don't see that he recovered from that inoculation period. <laughs> but anyway, he made woman for his helpmate in the end of it. The moment I read that, 
And then God says, and the Holy Spirit is your helpmate as well. He's almost like a wife to you, the Holy Spirit. He's there to walk alongside, to tell you when you goofed up. And that's what women are for. I married one. I got three other little ones running around, act just like her. And you goof up. He goes, you screwed up, honey. You know, you shouldn't have said that. But I wanted to. It's your flesh. You know, I'm going to tell you what's right. God sent me to be next to you, and I'm going to be hooked to you the rest of your life. So you might as well obey me. Yes, ma'am. And so the Holy Spirit, he compared it as a wife. He says, I've given her to you as a helpmate to help you because you're stupid. <laughs> Humanity is dumb. So I've sent the Holy Spirit to make you a wise individual because my people aren't stupid. My people are wise. They have the Spirit of God in them. I, and I've given them the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Some people, the 10th gift, which is suspicion. But we have the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit given to the church. Let me tell you what, it covers everything. You, Satan cannot sneak up behind you because there's the discerning spirit. So I've given to the church. If you'll worship me and yield me, he said these things operate when they need to. And I'll give you prophecy. I'll give you word of knowledge. Word of word. What else do you need to be unstupid? We have that Holy Spirit. And if you worship him, he gets stirred up and he'll stir. When I, and I get with people and I start talking and, and I start talking about the things of God, all of a sudden, these things start working. Now, if I'm by myself, they don't, generally don't work unless God's just revealing something about the Bible, etc. But when you start dealing with people, you get two or three together, he says, I, I get right in the middle. And I'm going, oh, it's time for me to move. John is talking about Jesus. Oh, I love Jesus. Holy Spirit says, I'm here in his stead because I am his spirit. <laughs> and I've come here and there's nothing I don't know. And there's nothing I won't reveal to protect my children because they want to put up a wall. I am that wall. The word of God is that wall. Jesus is that wall. And Jesus is the word. And you get more of that word, you get more of that wall, and those gates go up. And guess what? There's nothing that can come in and devour you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you or harm you. Luke 10, 19, I've given you power and authority over all the power of the enemy. Scorpions, snakes, whatever evil may come. If you put up the wall, you'll be protected because I am that wall. You lift me up. And that is the message for today. Stand to your feet. Praise the Lord. Now, <clears throat> I'll do something that uh, I felt led to do. I normally do not do it. But uh, as the gentlemen are playing, they begin to worship the Lord. Uh, if, you, if you'll come up here, only if you're led to come, I'm going to lay hands on you. And not, I don't do this all the time. I only do it by the, the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now you bring before the Lord, because I'm not going to pray for you. I'm just going to lay hands on you. 
So don't tell me anything. Don't want to know anything because any, anything I got is no good anyway except the Spirit of the Lord. And the Spirit of the Lord says it, so I just be obedient to it. So I want you to stand as, as they're playing. And I still want you to be in the atmosphere of worship. And I want you to think, Lord, I need something. I need something from you. I want to touch from you. I don't know what it is. It's, it's going to be almost like a seed. So I'm going to take one of these so that if you fall out on the Holy Spirit, it's not because of my breath. Okay. And just receive it. And uh, so as we take a moment and you pray, Lord, is there something that I need from you? Is there something lacking in my life? And what God's going to do is there's going to be a planting of a seed. It's going to not knock you out on the floor. You're not going to be skating off the, the roof or anything. It's a gentle little seed God's going to put in your life. And it, whatever it is you're asking God is between you and him. I don't need to know anything. I'm just going to lay hands and be obedient. And by the obedience, the Spirit of God will move upon you. Praise your Heavenly Father. Lift your hands and worship Him. That's the key. I'm telling you, if you, God is looking for people to worship Him. He don't want you to be religious. He can care less about religion. Don't make Him religion. Some people have made Christianity a religion and it don't work. That's why teenagers walk away. They, they don't want to come to church, and I don't blame them. If there's no power there, why come? Why, why, why do fake news if it's not working? Yes, if you will worship me, like my servant has said, I'll do everything for you. I'll even go to the cross for you and I'll give my life for you and I will give my spirit to you and you will be my people. My people are not religious. My people are people that worship me in spirit and in truth and there is none other that you can turn to but me. I am the one that gives you life. I take it and I can give it, I am who I am. So whenever you get the chance, worship me. I've given you time to worship me. So therefore, worship me in spirit and truth, and I will be your God. And there will be no other in your life, there will be no other gods in your life. You'll no longer have to depend on anything else or anyone else. I am your source. Praise the Lord, begin to praise Him in the Spirit. Sarah Mahala, Oshodu Munku, Bahalaha, 
Nine mangin jebe vesihi. Soho damaha. Yevidiva. Soromon gurra barabandidi. Borarum. Borarimigadaba. Esitamahare. Kodo. Kodomoho. Oh, la pahari visiva. Monsum bobo. Monsum bobo. Tamagadi. The praise of Lord of Ashata. Son of Moholoboro. Son of Mahala. Son of Mongura Varemedi. Son of Mama. Todobo Kodemi. Manza. 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 Oh, 